Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. And that flows into um, all the accountability regimes that are coming in. You know, that's been a big thing. People didn't understand why they were accountable for something because they don't have role clarity. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Magazine. And once again, we have Naomi Burley. Fancy seeing you again. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you again, Kwame. <laughs> So the last time we spoke, we were talking about the IFCA conference, um, which should be going on when people come to listen to this podcast. But today we're actually going to be talking about the GRC conference, which finished the week before. That's right. <laughs> so it's, it's conference season. Exactly. Lots of learning. I hope everybody's notebooks are probably full and you have to go to office works to buy new ones. Um, so I guess we could really get started with what were some of the... So the topic, I should say, was GRC as an asset. And, you know, this is a topic that we as you said, you'd come up with even before the COVID crisis came about, but obviously it became more relevant as COVID came about because it really tested some of people's controls and systems that they would already have had in place. Um, So what were some of the key takeaways from our first virtual conference? I guess one of the things going into the conference, I think as I said in one of my introductions, was that when we came up with the whole thing, the whole theme of the conference, it was going to be exploring Uh, how you can promote and articulate and maybe quantify that value for people who don't understand it. But obviously as the year progressed, I think um, it was in compliance people just walking the walk. And uh, so their organisations were very clear the benefits they've been able to obtain by having such a robust system that they could be agile um, in lots of respects and still be compliant. So then it kind of evolved to, well, where's our next Um, step from here in continuing to provide value and making those um, in some instances there'll be sort of seismic shifts for organizations and that's where we started out with Michael Bunting talking about values and you know his was all around connecting with your own value having that that maturity um, to Uh, be checking in with your own values and making sure that that, that's consistent Um, and then how to look after your well-being while doing that because it is a really tough thing to do. And and I I did say it on the day, I think a lot of our members are driven by that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the resilience to continue in compliance. You would go, this is way too hard and walk away. I think you would in a lot of organisations. And not just from that organisation, I think you'd walk away from doing compliance, being a compliance professional full stop. Um, but but I think that, that that then reconnected with Dr Largan's talk on day two where we were looking at, well, then how, how do we determine and shift um, conduct behaviours in organisations? And Dr Largan's research is all around, you know, that, that nudging technology and that it isn't, it isn't about appealing to everybody's personal ethics because everybody thinks they are ethical, um, you know, which we explored in day one. It's all about consciously creating that context and, and that's the culture piece. So it all ties back in with that. So I, I guess for me that was a really big takeaway of having a picture that isn't just a value statement somewhere that isn't real and describing it to people in a, in a really behavioural and practical way so they understand how that impacts on their role, I guess, um, and then nudging behaviours in that, in that direction. And, you know, as we discussed before we came on this podcast, it's all very well to tell people we're going to behave with integrity and we're going to behave this way. But um, 
people have difficulty then translating that into practical terms because sometimes they assume that everybody else has made that decision. Like we have this financial product. I've been told it's WizBank, fantastic. I don't understand why I can't sell it to these people kind of thing. Um, and it's a different conversation you have with them. Everyone's driven by KPIs. So how do you shift that to, to have it consistent with your, with your conduct risk appetite? So I guess that's one big takeaway that that all tied back together and, and that that gave attendees something they could walk away with. Right, well, we don't have one of those plans. Maybe that's what I need to do is work with stakeholders to consciously create that. That's an actual doable thing. Um, the other thing that, you know, we addressed in the conference was the thing that was most requested, which was to have a look at privacy. And we had two fantastic presentations, one by the regulator and one by Jeanette Scott around that. And that's been my most requested thing. Um, all the emails flooding my inbox is asking for those presentations and, um, and additional information on those. So, uh, that's obviously given people a really good, um, revisit of the, the, the privacy map. I think both of those presentations did a really good thing where we got to zoom out and go, you, you're really worried about, your, you know, this particular aspect, but let's pull back and let's, let's revisit what it's all about and then have another look there. Um, so that was, those were some really good takeaways. Um, I think Dudley gave us a lot to think about in terms of whether to pay <laughs> for the old malware thing, a little bit scary, but yeah. also a revisit of, yep, we need to have that conversation again with staff. Don't open this email. This is what we need to do. Are we protecting all that other, the other stuff that, that at the end of the day, pay or not pay is really irrelevant. You need to protect yourself up front and have decent backups because you, even if you paid, you're probably not going to get the stuff back, you know, and if you pay, then you're a target for them to try it again with something better and newer and, more productive <laughs> so um so that would you know those are the those are the huge standouts for me i mean all the regulators were fabulous i think we got a really clear idea of what they've been observing where they were thinking of going what's been on hold and they're all really keen and at the gate to get going on the stuff that had to go on hold um so that's that's a real notice you know be on notice for members that um yeah the your COVID window is closed, even if we're, we're all in semi-lockdown sometimes. From a regulatory perspective, um, they're going to be getting back on track very soon. Um, a huge thank you to Deloitte because it was, it was a great round out to, to, you know, to just do that kind of check where we were mm. and what the current state of compliance is. And I guess if there was any takeaways from that, it was something that we as well discussed before this is that the phrase community expectations was uttered by every single speaker um, over the course of the conference and that can we, should we, and the lack of shift for some organisations despite the, the Royal Commission being, what, two years ago now nearly, um, it is not frightening and not, you know, and it's not demoralising. We know how tough it is to shift that, but hopefully some of the tools from Michael and Attractor and the other speakers is how to have those conversations to nudge that in direction we know it needs to go. That the 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 should we conversation isn't isn't as simple as just saying you need to start thinking about can we should we because your average line one person doesn't know why they shouldn't. So I think that 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 attractors thing had this real nail down. They're good people trying to do their job, but there may be other factors nudging them in the wrong direction. Um, and also you haven't explained 
actually what the right direction is. You haven't explained the things they need to consider. You know, you haven't had that conduct risk conversation where you teach them how to evaluate whether this product should be sold to this person. Um, you know, what do you know about that person? Have you even thought about that? It's not just a sales figure and a sales target. It, it's a human being, you know. So um, hopefully all of those things coalesced into a, a really useful session. Uh, for us at GRCI, there's going to be more takeaways to come because the, the, the three lines of defence discussion gave us a huge to-do list of things that members would like support on in that area. And I think it was a really valuable discussion for a whole lot of people to get to get clarity around, you know, organisations that have the 1.5 um, line. And, you know, what purpose does that serve? Let's be really clear. The big takeaway from that is role clarity is absolutely essential and managing that ongoing understanding of your role and that flows into um, all the accountability regimes that are coming in you know that's been the big thing people didn't understand why they were accountable for something because they don't have role clarity around their accountabilities um, so so I think again those are conversations that need to be had yeah. whether they're tied back to their values or not is a whole other thing but understanding what they do and how that has an impact and where they fit in the scheme of things is a really, really important thing that is definitely worth revisiting um, on a very regular basis. So with all that, you know, what, what we're hearing from our members of the conference, do you feel like we're coming a bit closer to GRC really being considered as an asset um, and what more needs to be done to improve, I guess, the, the representation of GRC and compliance specifically? I, 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 think, I think we have in the yeah. past year, but you never rest on your laurels. We all thought a whole lot of momentum would be achieved by the Royal Commission in a whole lot of areas that, that given the media attention on it, it would have impact far wider than just the people who testified. And I think if, if we don't learn our lesson from that, if we don't learn our lesson for how, how quickly people are willing to shift and lower their standards in regard to COVID even, then, then we're just being naive. So we have to keep up that momentum. So I think the way to do that is is to build on the conversations that you've had with people who had to give considerations when they were working remotely. You might have had some really good conversations around managing their risk in their home workplace and getting them to build understanding of why you can't use your printer or why you can't send this via email um, and build on that and build on it now while you've got that little bit of momentum. Um, and, I mean, we the, the big lesson we've learned is that relationship is really important and the big fear is that, that compliance people will lose their sphere of influence because they can't have the casual conversations they used to have. So you're going to have to build on what you what you've got now, um, and and don't waste time. Don't think that oh well when we all go back to the office it'll be great. Keep going. Use use the momentum. Sounds good. Well, I think we've come down to the end. So <laughs> any parting messages from the managing director of GRCI to our members? Uh, no, just a really big thank you to everyone who did attend. You're going to be receiving, well, probably a series of emails from us um, with your bits and pieces from the conference. Thank you for your time. Thank you for paying for the conference. Um, we always appreciate that. Um, and I think that the members can really look forward to an exciting year with a, with a few more things coming out from us. Um, I, the the lead, your directors and leadership team are really keen on making sure we get a few more resources out to you at the thought leadership level this year and so um, I'm really excited by that I think that 
supporting GRCI professionals um, in new ways and with additional things is something that we can also step into and continue to demonstrate our value just as you can by keeping up momentum. All right. Well, thank you very much, Naomi. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.